All right, we're we are live. You there? What up? Yo, all right. So welcome everybody to the uh first episode of Dudes Doing Movies. Um, I'm Lennon. I'm Dan. Yeah, we are the hosts of the the new uh this is a new podcast where we're gonna be talking shit about movies we like and also movies that we uh don't like, probably. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of shit about movies we don't like, trailers we don't like, trailers we fuck with. Yeah, I mean I feel like I spend a lot of time um, shitting on trailers with my friends, so we can I'll just put it to you this way. Uh, the last movie I saw in theaters was Infinity Pool. I went with some friends, and uh, every single trailer sucked dick. Nothing looked good. Let's go. That's how you know the movie's about to be good, because it means it's like by process of elimination. <laughs> um, anyways, before we jump into things, um, you know, me and Dan both play in bands that uh, are put out on the uh, illustrious From Within Records. So our podcast is part of the From Within Records uh, podcast network. Um, if you're, uh, I mean, do are is it just going to be hardcore kids listening to this? Do hardcore kids like movies? We'll find out. I, I mean, I guess so. Um, anyways, if you listen to this podcast and you email your demo to From Within Records, with the uh, subject line hashtag dudes doing movies, Carter will put out your your band. No questions asked. He will he will put out whatever it is, no matter what. So take advantage of that for our listeners, please. That's all. <laughs> that's all Carter needs. Yep. Just like fifty. I mean, I don't fifty bands of just just dudes who like movies. You know what I mean? Exactly. Movie themed hardcore. It's coming movie. back. Has there, I mean, what, is there a good movie-themed hardcore? Has there ever been? What's, dude, what's the fucking, there's like that movie-themed grind band, um, fuck, what are they called? There might be like a Screamo band. They might be, uh, well, all right, we're in the weeds already. We're like two, we're like two minutes in the <laughs> So let's, let's reel it back in. Um, so we kind of decided that what we were going to do is we're going to pick a bunch of movies and, uh, I guess we'll go, we'll go back and forth, um picking movies and uh talking about them today we're going to talk about a movie that i picked uh shogun assassin it's one of my favorite movies um before we jump into it though we want to talk about some trailers that we watched dan you want to you want to kick it off with the trailers you want to start with john wick yeah oh we can definitely start with john wick oh please let's start with john wick four has there been like a series of movies where each one just progressively gets better and better and better Besides the Fast and the Furious movies, no. But I mean, no. no. <laughs> John, I mean, dude, John Wick Four looks looks psychotic. Yeah, it looks awesome. I mean, you know what you're gonna get, you know, like you just you just know what you're gonna get, one hundred percent. What's your favorite one? Um, so I saw the second one first, like before I saw the first one, and then I went back and rewatched all of them. And I think I definitely like the second one the best, but I don't know if it's a bias because it's the first one I saw or if I legitimately think it's the best one, but it is definitely my favorite. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I prefer the third one over all of them, but every movie is awesome. And there's something insane in every single movie. Yeah. I mean, it's just like carrying the torch for just like stupid ass action that like, but it's like, it's like, beyond like i can tolerate a certain amount of stupidity in like an action movie and i feel like it doesn't even really have that much stupidity in it it's it's just like actually like legitimately just good you know i would argue it's smart yeah it's the most intelligent action movie i've ever seen it's highbrow action for sure dude the Uh, scene in the third movie where he kills the guy with the book genius 
that is genius. You don't see dudes getting killed with books as often as you should, I feel like. But um all right. Uh <laughs> I mean that what what more is there to say? Dude, getting killed with books. That's it. Um dude's yeah, getting pretty, killed with pencils. Is the new one gonna be the last one? Do we have pretty high hopes for that being the last one? Or like, do you think that that's gonna be like I don't want it to end? Yeah, I kind of don't want it to end either, but I also kind of do because I feel like they can only hit so many home runs and then eventually they're going to get a stinker. We'll see. I mean, right now the trailer looks crazy. Movie yeah. looks nuts. Trailer looks crazy. I I never needed it more in my life. That's true. All right. Uh, it's been how long? Four years since the last one? I think so. I mean, I saw the last one in theaters and I can't remember when, but I feel like it was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? Maybe not. Yeah, 2019. I because I movie hopped into it. I saw that that like evil Superman movie and no way, dude. Did you like it? That what what is it called? Bright out or whatever? I I thought it was fine. God, dude, fucking stupid shit. God, dude, <laughs> it pissed me off so bad. For what it was, it was fine. All right, that's fair. That's fair, I guess. But what it is sucks, and I want it to die. So it doesn't. It it's just like you know, that's one of those things. Episode uh-huh. three is about bright, so God, let's go. Fuck it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, bright, not bright out. Yeah, fuck it. We're we're shitting on bright, or I'm shitting on bright on episode three. Anyways, um next trailer we watched was uh the Evil Dead trailer, and I know you're excited about this one, so I'll let you go first on that. All right. The remake was awesome. I don't know if you saw I know you don't really fuck with horror movies like that, but the Evil Dead remake, I like I loved it. I, I'm excited for the new one, even though it's a different director, different shit. It looks sick. I fuck incredibly heavily with Evil Dead 2 and Army of more so Army of Darkness, but also Evil Dead 2. Dude, I gotta say, I think this new one looks like a piece of shit, bro. I'm not excited about it at all. It's just like I'm, down. Just, I'm excited. I, I want a campy horror movie. It doesn't look campy enough, though. And also, I feel like the whole vibe of it. It looks too modern, and I feel like that—that's not gonna work on like a modern, a modern look, to, for me at least. You know? Did you see the remake? I did not actually. Was it good? It's awesome. It's like legit, probably one of the best horror remakes ever. Is Bruce Campbell in it? It's different enough. No, he's not in it at all. Well, kind all right, of, well, but not really. Who gives a fuck then if Bruce Campbell's not in it? I don't want that. He ain't gonna be in this one. You, wait, did you ever watch the TV show? No, but I heard the TV show was pretty good. Yeah, it's awesome. Evil Dead without Bruce Campbell is like, it's just like, who who needs that, dude? Who the fuck wants I that? I do. Well. I'll defend it. I'm the Evil Dead defender. I mean, I'm sure we'll end up doing Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness on here at some point, but God, man. I don't want I don't want it without Bruce Campbell. He's the, it, it he is it. He's I feel like Bruce Campbell is as integral to those movies as Sam Raimi is, honestly. Well, here's something else. The first Evil Dead is my favorite one. He's like not even the the focus in it. All right. I not- I don't know what we're doing here. The first you like the first one more than <laughs> I feel like most people you could you could say you like the first one or Army of Darkness more because that just kind of lends to what you're you know, particular taste is, but like this, I feel like the second one is the good middle ground between the two, you know? Second one is like a, a cartoon. Yeah. That's why I like it, which I'm down. I love the second one, but the first one is 
one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Definitely in the top five. Fair enough. I mean, you're definitely way more of you're a horror movie guy, and I'm admittedly not one, so that's fine. I'll I'll respect that. It'll come around. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I feel like this podcast is gonna make me come around. (laughs) Um, all right. So the last trailer we were gonna talk about, um, we're we don't know the name of it. Neither of us do. Um, but it's that dinosaur movie with Adam Driver in it. Is it called like 10,000 BC or some shit like that? I think it's called like 55 or 65. It's called 65. 65. Yeah. When I go to the theater and see it, because I I will 100% be going to see it. I'm going to just walk up and be like, I would like tickets for the dinosaur movie with Adam Driver, please. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it by, I'm not going to refer to it as 65. I'm going to be walking in that theater. Fucking burrito in one hand, coffee in the other hand. One ticket to the dinosaur movie, please. One, let's go, dude. I'm I'm wearing a suit, probably. <laughs> it's that caliber of the trailer alone. I mean, it legitimately looks like it's funny because I feel like I know a couple people who were like, "Oh, I wish they didn't reveal that it was dinosaurs." But I feel like if I went into it expecting it to be something else, and then the big reveal was that the like the aliens were dinosaurs. I'd be so I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'd just be pissed off. But the fact that I know what it is and I can like temper myself for that going into it is going to make it a lot better. I'll be honest. I'm like kind of psyched to see it. Yeah, it looks like it. It's another thing, too. where I was seeing it on YouTube like constantly. And I feel like the more I see the trailer, the more I'm like, oh, this is actually, yeah, like probably going to actually be pretty good. Adam Driver's dope. I, I fuck with him. He's been in a lot of shit I like and um, certain things that I fucking hate. But like what? He I like him as an actor. The Star Wars movies, man. Well, yeah, I mean, the last three Star Wars movies are like kind of indefensible. But well, like uh, he was awesome in Marriage Story. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw half of that and I fell asleep, not because I didn't like it, but because I just definitely just had a bunch of food and turned it on and fell asleep on the couch. But um. Oh, you had the itis. I oh, I got hit with the itis. The itis is like the my worst enemy, as far as like it's like the number one hindrance of like my um you know movie experiencing journey. Where I just like I tried to watch Escape from New York the other night, and I uh, ate a a shitload of Indian food and just like laid down on the couch and then was just fucking zonked out like almost immediately. What was the order? What was the the order of Indian food? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't really know. My girlfriend just orders it for me. (laughs) Because I'm just like, just get me whatever's vegan and not that spicy. And she just orders for me. But it was good as fuck. It was something with I bet she got you chana masala. It probably was. It was something with chickpeas, bro. Yeah, it was chana masala. That shit bangs. Damn, I want Indian food again now. Fuck. Anyways, um, so John Wick 4, definitely want to go see that. Um, Dinosaur movie with Adam Driver, I definitely want to go see that. New Evil Dead, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm, I'm sure, I know you're excited about it, but at, out of those three, like... I'll be there opening night, Thursday night, midnight. I will be in that theater alone. Will you, uh, you will not be alone, dude. I feel like that's going to be a popular-ass movie. I will, I will make sure I'm in there alone with a the gun. There, I mean, that's... There you go. That's how that's how to get it done. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sword to see John Wick four probably and just recreate, you know, just reenact the, the film as it's happening. 
instead of Star Wars, can you get John Wick kid? John, John Wick grown man. John Wick like 45 year old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, so John um, Wick dude, there we go. John Wick dude. John Wick dude's doing movies. So moving on. So we wanted to talk about Shogun Assassin. Um, I picked this one. I've seen it a shitload of times. Uh, was it, this was your first time seeing it, right? Like watching it in preparation for this. Yeah, I. All right. So I also was looking up shit about this movie after I saw it because I love to do that, and uh, I didn't realize that I, there was stuff in the movie that sounded familiar to me, and then I didn't realize that Jizza samples this movie and Liquid Swords like multiple times. Yeah, there's a shitload of Liquid Sword samples. Um, there's a Cage song, like the most popular, like early Cage song, the song Agent Orange. Um, has a sample of Daigoro talking about the bad guy. There, there's like a shitload of like like '90s East Coast rap shit that samples from the movie, which is pretty cool. Um, there's like a bunch of homages to it everywhere, like in other movies and stuff too. I know, like Kill Bill. There's like the scene. Well, Kill Bill. Uh, we'll get into it, but Kill Bill stole so much shit from this movie, like especially aesthetically. And um, there's like this. Isn't scene- it playing in Kill Bill too? Yeah, yeah. When they get to the the little girl in Kill Bill Two, and she's watching a movie, she's she's watching Shogun Assassin, which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not gonna fucking. I, I guess we should say beforehand too. Th- should we give? Is it point? Is there even a point to giving a spoiler alert? Like, we're gonna spoil some shit, but like, it's not like we're gonna sit here and read a synopsis. We're dissecting. Of- we're not. We're not. Yeah, we're dissecting this shit. We're going full in. Yeah, we're not we're not spoiling, we're enhancing if anything. But um You wanna uh, you wanna go off the top with what we gave it on Letterboxd, or you wanna save that for the end? Uh yeah, let's let's go right off the top. You 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 start, you go first. I gave it a four. Four to five stars. I loved it. I had a great time watching it. Yeah, I mean it's I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm pulling my letterbox up. I gave it I also gave it four out of five stars. Um so I don't know if when you were looking at stuff about the movie, you saw too much about this, but it's it's essentially just so there's there's a Japanese comic called called Lone Wolf and Cub, and then there's six movies that are based on it. Um, and the movies are all honestly the first five are incredible, and the sixth one kind of like goes off the rails a little bit, but there's six of them total, and they're Japanese. Um, and Shogun Assassin is just essentially like a supercut of the first two Lone Wolf and Cub movies together. Um, and it has like an, it has like a westernized soundtrack and like an English dub and shit. Um, and like, I feel like when you watch it, the, the, I will say just right out the gate that the Lone Wolf and Cub movies are better than Shogun Assassin. I think. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're better. They're a little bit more serious. I mean, they're still like stupid and like over the top, violent and like crazy. But like the 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 Western, the Shogun Assassin version, just like it supercuts all like the violence from the first two movies and like ten minutes of story into one movie, and it's just like the pacing is so crazy on the movie when you're watching it. You know what I mean? But and it doesn't really necessarily have that insane just like acid trip vibe to it when you watch like the actual Lone Wolf and Cub movies. But I feel like I definitely recommend people to watch Shogun Assassin first to see if they have any interest. Um, Cause I've, I've like tried to put some friends on it and stuff. And like, even though I like Lone Wolf and Cub better than Shogun Assassin, it's definitely like 
it's two different, you know, like movie viewing experiences. And I don't think one's like better or worse than the other. They're just like a little different. I'm going to have to look into where I can watch Lone Wolf and Cub because I, I love like samurai shit and like feudal Japan era games and like stories and shit. So like, there's a lot of stuff in this movie too that like you can see in games like fucking Ghost of Tsushima and shit like that. That I was like, yo, this is fucking sick. And like yeah. Sekiro and all that shit. Yeah, big time. I mean, there's like um for uh I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but like if you watch these movies and then you watch The Mandalorian, you're like, oh shit, this is Oh, like- dude, there's so much shit from The Mandalorian in this. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, even just like him pushing around baby Yoda and the weird little cart is just like straight up lifted from this movie. But yeah, I, I think is that it like, is it weird to say that this movie doesn't feel like a, a, a canon like experience with like, I guess bigger Japanese like samurai movies, like I seven mean, samurais or anything like that. No, it's definitely different. It's, it's, it's way later, uh, which is like, an important thing too. I mean, like all those Kurosawa movies are like, you know, sixties movies and, and like, uh, this movie's way later. And it came out like around the same time that all those like exploitation, like grindhouse movies were coming out in like the West. And I think it's very much that vibe. It's like the Japanese equivalent to like an, uh, you know, an exploitation action movie, which is like, obviously fucking sick as hell. I was thinking that too, while watching it. I mean, Afterwards, doing a dive on it and like reading up about it, I I was like, at first when I was watching it, it reminded me of like something along the lines. Especially with the, we'll get into the dub, but the dub alone reminded me of like Kung Pao into the fist kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dub is the second worst part of the movie. <laughs> um, the dub is so good. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like so bad yeah. that it's good, you know. Um. The first worst part, and I feel the same way that it's so bad that it's good, is is the soundtrack. Like, it just makes no fucking sense. It's like this 70s, like, weird, like, funky, like, uh, it's like, it sounds like the Shaft soundtrack. You know what I mean? I love the soundtrack. Not even, like, in, like, any sort of ironic sense. I was, I was down with the soundtrack. I felt like it matched the tone of the, the over-the-top tone of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it makes sense. It's just, like, when you watch the when you watch the Lone Wolf and Cub versions of the movie, it doesn't have that crazy soundtrack. It just has like a regular ass like period appropriate soundtrack, and it's just like it's just like a really different experience, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I so is you said like Lone Wolf and the Cub is essentially like the uncut version of Shogun Assassin. Yeah, it's six movies. It's it's this whole story arc over six movies. And Shogun Assassin is just the first two. Um, like the, the the where does it end? So it ends, it ends at the same place. Shogun Assassin ends where Lone Wolf and Cub 2 ends. The stuff that they take from Shog from Sho- from Lone Wolf and Cub 1 and put into Shogun Assassin is this basically the setup for the whole, you know, like him getting set up as like a fall guy. Him having his son Daigoro choose between the ball and the sword, whether he wants to live or die, and then like establishing who the bad guy is that crazy wizard motherfucker. I forget his name, the dude with like the insane eyebrows and like the long beard and shit. 
and yeah. the, water, the waterfall fight scene, which is like the best, one of the best scenes in the whole movie. I'll say this, and this is another reason why it gets a, a four out of five is because the movie definitely, now that you're told me that it, it's six movies, I didn't realize that, but watching the movie, every scene kind of feels out of place, but the set pieces are so cool that I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I wanted to see the violence happen. Like it goes from like boat to desert and it starts in a forest and it ends up like at a waterfall. It goes all over the place and there's no real, tra- like there's no real through line through it. It just feels like scenes kind of stitched together. Yeah. I mean, it def- it, it, it is like literally is, I mean, and that's, that's like why I, that's what I mean. It's just like, it's not necessarily a better or worse like ex- way to like you know consume that movie than the original japanese version but it's just like it's a lot easier too for me to pitch somebody like hey you should watch this insane over the top violent 85 minute movie as opposed to like you should watch this series of six movies that are like a little bit more serious you know what i mean oh yeah and that's another thing too that i really liked about the movies it respects your time as a viewer yeah, you don't feel like you're being forced to like commit to something. It's less than two hours long, and I think it, if you're interested in this kind of, if you're interested in like a violent movie, if you like John Wick and you've never seen this shit, I feel like you could get behind it. Yeah, I mean, it's it is very much like, it is very much like the way I would describe watching this as opposed to watching the Japanese Lone Wolf and Cub movies is like it's like watching John Wick as opposed to watching like Heat. You know what I mean? Like they're both yeah. like violent action movies, but just like the way that it's paced and the whole vibe, it's like one of them is like a little bit more like almost tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? And the other one is like a serious like story being told just with like a lot of outrageous violence, like interspersed, you know? Yeah, that that makes sense. The Shogun Assassin just in general, like it really blew my mind. I there were times where I was hooting and hollering and having a good laugh. And then it draws you back in with some story elements and goes back to like some real over the top shit. I mean, there's a lot of like really goofy and funny shit in it too. Like right in the beginning of the movie, he gets, uh, Lone Wolf gets the sword knocked out of his hand, pulls out a stick of bamboo from the cart. It just, there's a spear in it, kills someone like the, the booby trapped cart is so cool. It's so funny. It made me laugh every time something happened, but it it was like it was awesome. That no baby, hyperbole. It was awesome. That that baby could legitimately defeat uh Kevin McAllister from uh the Home Alone series, I think, if they were to if they were to get matched up to, you know, have like a death match with like booby trapping shit. I think Daigoro, the baby in the cart, wins ten out of ten times. Daigoro has a hair Krishna haircut too, which is kind of dope. That's true. There's some insane haircuts. Everyone in the in the movie is just insane looking, and it's awesome. And I feel like it's because the Lone Wolf and Cub movies are like low budget and like relatively low budget at least. So they like they don't have the the they didn't have the money to cast like you know like good looking like legitimate like movie stars and shit over there. So it's just all these like just like. Like, the, dude, the guy who plays the main guy is just like he—he's just like a fat fuck, you know. Like he's just a slob. It's awesome. He's ugly as shit. And I yeah, feel but like, he looks cool. 
Yeah, well, I feel like it makes it look cooler, you know what I mean? As opposed to having some, like, fucking good-looking, like, ripped dude who's, you know, it's just, like, it's just some fucking fat dude, you know? That's cool. The Lone Wolf is a dope character. All the, the dub dialogue is... His character is, like, he barely speaks throughout the movie, but every time he speaks, I wish he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It would have been such a better movie, at least the dub version, if he just was legitimately silent the entire time. But um, it's it's one of those things where like you like like we were saying, you know, like you look past like the dub and the soundtrack because it's just like adds to how stupid and cartoonish like the violence is. You know what I mean? It's the violence is so good in the movie. It it wasn't like it was all over the top, but like I felt like the cinematography and filming of the violence added to it because. There's no cuts or like it didn't like pan away from anything. Like you see everything up front. Yeah, it's cool in that sense that it's it's very like in your face, which I feel like kind of like contributes to the overall vibe of the movie. And I also think that it's one of those things too where like sometimes when there's like a movie, I mean it, it works for certain movies, but like sometimes when it's too choreographed. It's just like doesn't really work. You know what I mean? And like for this, like just the vibe it is like being cartoonish and crazy. I feel like, you know, these dudes aren't like doing like crazy flips and like hyper choreographed, like, you know, martial arts shit. It's just like they're kind of just like it kind of just like is like the sword, like the sword equivalent of just like a bar fight. You know what I mean? Which just like looks so much more brutal and cool to me, at least in this context. Um. And so, like, where you get the crazy violence is, like, the the style decisions that they made on, like, you know, the arterial spray, like, the, the blood mist that comes out of, like, people's necks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, when he splits the one dude's head in half and yeah. you just see it all coming out. It looks, it looks like shit, but it looks cool, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, I feel like if you are a person who likes, like, camp and you like, like, crazy, like, 80s slasher movie gore it's like that type of gore just like applied to like an action movie you know yeah and i'll i'll speak for myself personally i'll always prefer something like that something that looks organic and like even if it looks fucking stupid and fake i'd per- always prefer that over any sort of cgi nine oh, out of ten times cgi sucks man i mean i have a lot of issues with like what like shit CGI has done to like a lot of movie franchises and like, you know, like they like movies that like get remade and like the remake is just like replacing all of the cool practical effects with CGI. Like it sucks. If they read, if they like remade one of these movies, like in the modern era, I feel like it would just be a piece of shit. Cause it would just be all CGI and all the quick cuts and like all the opposite of everything that we were just saying. Like the movie does all these things that, are antiquated but i wish they weren't antiquated because you know they're like they make the movie cool and they make it what it is i love a a drawn out action scene where you just you see everything from one perspective there's no quick cuts it's not dark everything was filmed in like broad daylight and you you could like i don't know you really get to experience the sort of uh violent not even like charade that's going on you just get to experience everything and see it all and it doesn't feel cheap or i don't know like fake like it felt like they were like swinging swords and like fucking each other up yeah straight up it's awesome did you have a favorite scene in the movie 
uh, dojo fight scene with the lady ninjas was so sick where the guy gets his fingers cut off and they look like little erasers. Yeah. It's so (laughs) dude. I love that. Um, I think my favorite scene is the waterfall fight. It's just like, it's like so slow and it's just like the way it's filmed looks insane. It's just like, it's just like a good, like if you were going to put somebody on this movie and they were like, wanted you to show them five minutes to like sell them on it. It would definitely, for me, at least it would be like that waterfall fight scene, you know, when like the bad guy with the fucking, again, I forget his name, but the crazy like wizard looking dude is like kind of overlooking while, um, you know, the, the main character just like smokes his boy who he like sends to kill him. It's fucking awesome. I'll, I'll say this too. The, the desert fight scene is probably a close second, but it, I don't like, I, I get why now but at the time i was like this is so jarring like the way that the the fight wraps up real quick it doesn't feel like climactic either it's just like another fight scene and then kills the shogun's brother and he's just like all right let's keep going and the movie ends and you're like well wait he he didn't even get the goal yeah um i will say this that 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 scene aesthetically is like incredible like the part where all the dudes just are like hiding in the sand and they just start popping out is so awesome. Yeah, that looks so sick. Um, and then he fights the claw guy being yes. Oh, sorry, continue. No, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like the claw guy when he fights like those three, the three dudes who are like you know sent to kill him. Um, it's like are they brothers? No, they're just like clicked up in like a clan together. And that's the thing. Like they talk more about it in, um, they talk more about it in the actual Japanese cut in Lone Wolf and Cub Two, which. The first five Lone Wolf and Cub movies, I, like I said, they're all incredible. The second one is the best one for sure. I, I think it's it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like on my Mount Rushmore movies. Um, and that that desert fight scene with those three guys is the is the climax of that. Um, of that. Okay. They talk a little bit more about them and like their backstory. And in the in the second one. He is he is sent to kill somebody, and those three brothers are like protecting the guy who he's sent to kill. And I I don't even know if they really establish that in Shogun Assassin. They just like give you these three guys, and they're just dude. Like, okay, so like I said before, the movie feels stitched together by random scenes, which it is. But like, all right, the lady assassin magically becoming like their friend, and then being on the boat, and then they leave her because they're like, oh, yep, we gotta leave you because the the uh, Shogun is going to make you commit Harry Carey. So we got to leave you here. And then she's just gone from the movie. She's just disappears. Yeah. And then they're in, they go from a forest to the desert. And I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck is going on here? And then there's like a sub story kind of about a rebel group. That's fighting the three brothers. And I don't, I feel like the dub was them just trying to like, loosely put together something to like give to american audiences that wanted to see it oh they're reaching for sure like the dub is just yeah because it doesn't make sense at times it's like really confusing yeah i mean i'll say this i think that it was very much like the intent of the american cut of that movie was like not even like you know i think they just wanted to give people just enough to be like have them be able to justify like watching the crazy fight scenes you know what i mean uh, that's what I wanted. I mean, at the end of the day, if the fight scene isn't good and the story doesn't make sense, then I, I'm not having a good time. But I had 
<laughs> I had fun watching this and like it, I had to definitely go on Wikipedia and be like, where am I? Like, what's, yeah. what's the plot right now? And like the end of the movie too, where he doesn't even murk the Shogun. I was a little disappointed by that. I'll be honest. I, I wanted him to finish his goal. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, like I said, if you watch the, the six movie series um, for Lone Wolf and Cub, it makes a lot more sense. And it's kind of crazy. Cause the last one, like I said, is kind of stupid. It like really gets into the weeds where like it, it, it turns into like a fantasy movie almost where they start doing all this like black magic to like wake this like army of like zombie like warriors to like, I don't know, it's stupid. And there's like a whole scene where they're skiing for some reason and they're like sword fighting while they're skiing. And it legitimately feels like it's like <laughs> it, it kind of almost when you're watching it, like it, it really does feel like. It's just like the like the 1970s equivalent to like fast like insane. This is the second time Fast and the Furious has come up on the, but this is a more serious reference. Like it's the 70s equivalent to like the Fast and the Furious movies. It's like the first one is like a legitimate attempt at something. And then by the end, they're just like, all right, fuck it. Doesn't matter if the movie's good or not. What sort of insane feats can we just like show on screen? You know what I mean? I'm down for that. I, I was trying to like look up how the movie did how at least shogun assassin did in japan and america i don't know if i didn't look up like any results hard enough or like specify my search i probably could have specified it better but i was trying to see like what was like the american reception to this and you can't really i couldn't find anything so i would love to know if anyone could find out but I was, I, I'm assuming it, it went over pretty well since, I mean, it got sampled all throughout the 90s in various hip-hop albums. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, if you look up, like, references for that, like, like you look at the Wikipedia page, and it's it really goes to, like, you look at the popular culture section, like, the in popular culture section, and it goes to those two references that we already talked about, which is, like, Jizza sampled it a bunch on Liquid Swords and they and they reference it in Kill Bill. And like when you watch Kill Bill, there's so much of that is just straight up ripped off of that movie, too. You know what I mean? Like, as far as like aesthetically, like all the blood mist stuff, all of the like sprinkler yeah. gore, it's just so kill. It's so like ingrained now in like over the top, like violent action movies. And I feel like this is like a really good early example of, of that sort of thing. You know, um, there's one scene in particular where he there's like uh, he has an, a feeling that there's a dude like listening in on him on the other side of like the screen wall. And he just like chucks the sword and it punctures, it, uh, punctures through the screen wall. And then it starts like slowly sliding down with the blood splurting out of it. And it's like the dude sliding down the wall on the other side and shit like that is just like, I don't that know. That seems awesome. Yeah, this is, you know, the, the movie came out in 1980, but like the, the the movie that it's a cut of, the original Lone Wolf and Cub, the first one and second one came out in 1972 and I think 1971. So, you know, both 1972 actually, but yeah, both came out in 1972. So it's like, you know, you think about like the spray blood, the fucking mist, the like insane, just like grindhouse type gore that you would associate with like slasher movies, but seeing it used for an action movie, it's like, you know, and that was 50 years ago. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's pretty sick. Yeah. There's a lot of shit in this movie that 
is still, I guess, kind of relevant in action movies today. Yeah. And I mean, Kill Bill is like always going to be seen as like a prime example, I think, for like revenge and like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say like, like a, a feudal Japanese inspired movie, but it definitely is. Like Tarantino has said that it's, it's pulled from like, for that for Kill Bill specifically, he pulled from Japanese feudal war movies. Yeah, you can see it in like everything in that movie. Yeah, I mean, even the theme of the movie. Yeah, and like, I think that him putting the scene where they're watching Shogun Assassin as a bedtime story is like the biggest, like you know, tip of the hat to that being the a huge inspiration for the movie. You know. Oh, one hundred percent. I I need to go through like a rabbit hole of this kind of shit, like Shogun level, Shogun Assassin level type movies with shitty dubs and over the top action and something similar because it it's like I think it's more interesting from a historical perspective to watch sometimes than it is to like actually enjoy the movie. But this yeah. is like the middle ground of movies dope. Uh, and the historical aspect of it is fucking sick too, especially yeah, with what it influenced later on. Yeah. And like, that's the thing too, is like, I feel like a lot of people who aren't re- really familiar with like, you know, samurai, like Jedi Geki movies is that like you, you, okay. Say somebody played Ghost of Tsushima, right. Or they watch like samurai jack or something like that or they just are like you know oh or they played sekiro or whatever like and they're like oh samurais are cool this shit's crazy and violent like and i want to watch these movies and if you like google like the greatest samurai movies like the shit that's going to come up is like you know seven samurai yojimbo stuff like that which like those movies are good but like i feel like people who don't really know would go into those movies expecting something else because those movies are slow paced those movies are more of like drama period pieces than they are action movies and there's like action in them but it's like totally different or like even you know the samurai trilogy or like sort of doom like those movies are a little bit more actiony but still they're very like dramatic period piece like lots of exposition and it's like gets really into the weeds about like the government of the time and stuff like that which, like, you know, I could see somebody going, like I said, from playing Ghost of Tsushima or, or Sekiro or something and expecting a crazy over-the-top action movie and seeing one of those and being turned off. But if you show somebody who's like, oh, what's a good samurai movie? I really want to get into them. And you show them Shogun Assassin, they're going to be like, that was fucking awesome. Because that's, like, what they're actually expecting. You know what I mean? 100%. I, I mean, the violence is so over-the-top that, like, if you played Sekiro or goes to Tsushima or like Ninja Gaiden or anything like, like you and you haven't seen this you would this is a movie for you this is a movie for you to enjoy and watch because it's those those properties are like heavily influenced by this yeah yeah big time um another thing that I really do love about the movie that sets it apart from a lot of other classic samurai movies is like a lot of those classic samurai movies are in black and white um which is like you know those are great movies like i said yojimbo harakiri seven samurai like they're awesome but and the black and white definitely like adds to it being like a thing but the color grading on this movie is like insane and i do think that it's important to note that it is based on a comic which like 
the comic is black and white, but it's still like seeing it in these crazy colors gives it like a like a a comic feel. You know what I mean? I didn't. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, it definitely has uh, very Marvel esque, if you will. Yeah. It, it definitely it definitely does it. It feels like it makes it feel like you a know what it reminds me of what and this i don't know if this is like stupid or not but it reminds me of the third teenage mutant ninja turtles movie where they go back into japan dude i actually don't think i've ever seen it to be honest it's I not worth up, watching but i grew up like loving the first two but i don't think i've ever seen the third one and you know what i bet if we went back and watched those movies now we would find some references to this movie in it. 100%. But I, mean, I, I wouldn't even doubt it. There's a, I'm pretty sure there's a Samurai Jack episode that references uh, this where he has like the, I feel like I should have researched this before I said that to find out for sure. But I definitely feel like I have that recollection. Nope. I'm Googling it right now. There's definitely a, yeah, there's a, there's a Samurai Jack uh, episode where there's like a little, he's like, there's a dude rocking with a little kid in a cart who has the epic uh, Hare Krishna haircut. So there you go. You think that kid fucks with Shelter? You think he's a Burn fan? You think he's a 108 fan? Oh, he's definitely. What do you think his his stance is? He's definitely rocking with any and all weird, vaguely spiritual, like 90s core. Like that anything that's vaguely Krishna or spiritual, any weird haircut core, he's definitely down. I wish the movie was told strictly from the perspective of the kid. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it almost feels sometimes like it is. And I do think that the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, uh, like the Japanese cuts, feel more that way, especially as they start to get later on. I mean, he's the narrator in this in this one. So I feel like that contributes to that vibe. But I feel like they, it happens more organically in the other in the Japanese versions where it's like they don't use him being the narrator to shove down your throat. Like, Hey, you're supposed to be seeing this through his perspective. It just sort of happens. They don't necessarily hold your hand and, and, and guide you to that conclusion. I think, uh, the dub, the kid that the American kid that does the dub actually isn't like that terrible. Yeah. He's the best part as far as the dub, but like, the dude who does Ogami Ito, the main character, his his that dub is abysmal, dude. Oh, the scene where he's making him choose the ball or the sword is so funny, dude. It's insane. It just, the way he he says, the way he asks him, like, if you choose the sword, you choose the fight. If you choose the ball, you will die. It sounds so. It, it's bad. It sounds bad. If I was the kid, ball's life. So I would have died. <laughs> ball That's just me, though. Life. Cart cart is life. <laughs> Fuck it. But yeah, does I mean, he ever come out of the cart? Yeah, yeah, he does. Definitely more so in the other ones, in like the later movies in the Lone Wolf and Cub series, he comes out of the cart. There's a there's a whole. I forget if it's in the third one or the fourth one, but there's a whole um there's like a whole subplot where they get separated from each other, which is pretty interesting. I gotta watch Lone Wolf and Cub. I bet this shit is on YouTube. I I feel oh. like it. Definitely is since it's so old. The Lone Wolf and Cub movies are all on HBO Max. Oh, let's go! So anybody this shit was kind of a this, pain in the ass to hunt on, but I I found it. Yeah, anybody who's listening to this and wants to uh, check the movies out, um, Shogun Assassin is streaming on Criterion Collection, 
And um, the Lone Wolf and Cub uh, version of the movies are all streaming on HBO Max. Honestly, I feel like it's sort of a situation where watching one and then turning around and watching the others makes you appreciate both a little bit more, which is like, you know, the mark of like a really good uh, cut or like remake. You know what I mean? Oh, 100 percent. I'm going to go back and definitely see how long it takes me to tap out before I get tired of watching Lone Wolf and Cub. Dude, they're pretty short too. They're all like, but it, it's awesome. They're all like less than like the best one is the second one. Like I said, and I'm looking at that right now. That one's 81 minutes, and I'm pretty sure they're all like around that length. So it it's it's like a pretty easy watch, you know? Yeah, this was an easy watch too. It's just the the plot and the way that the story progresses doesn't really make much sense. But it's probably because they didn't have that much really to go off of for the dub itself i mean i who how, how they even dubbed this in 1980 was probably astronomically difficult so yeah, yeah i mean it is what it is like i said at that point they were definitely just trying to like appeal to like like grind grindhouse exploitation type audiences so like they probably didn't give a fuck about even making sure the dub is accurate. It's probably not, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, even like I'm, I, I had that they, thought throughout they the whole movie. Change some things in order to progress the plot in a different way, just to like compensate for you know a lot of missing scenes and shit. But I bet there's some that are just unintentionally wrong, which that in itself is fucking hilarious. You know? Oh yeah, I would. I think to circle back to like my biggest gripe with the whole movie is I wish that it had an ending because it doesn't feel like it ends. He he kills the Shogun's brother and then they're like, all right, let's keep going. Let's go find the Shogun. Then it's like, it literally, the credits literally roll right there. Yeah. I mean, to give an insane spoiler um, for the actual Lone Wolf and Cub movie. Actually, I won't, I won't say anything, but uh, yeah, just in case people want to watch the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, but There's not much of a good ending for those either. I'll say that. And I know that there is a 90s TV series that came out um, that picks up where they left off. Um, It was a Japanese TV series. And I've never watched it because people who like the movie despise that fucking. There are people who like the movies despise that later shit. Uh, It actually might be a movie as well as a TV series, but it's just like totally different vibe it's like way more serious and like slower paced and like they like they show the main character crying a lot and it's just like bro he he does he is not crying ever listen i'll say this if a man is named lone wolf he does not get to cry straight up the fuck makes no goddamn sense but if your name is lone wolf you make other people cry you don't get to cry all right well yeah four out of five for me i watch the shit please watch the shit yeah uh, I, you know, we, uh, we definitely could have done, uh, a movie that maybe is a little bit more recognizable for a first episode, but also fuck it. Maybe some people will check out the movie after hearing this and, um, and fuck with it. So hopefully that's, that's it. Any, uh, any closing thoughts on the movie? Yeah, I got one. Uh, are assassinations like the OG form of canceling somebody? Yeah. I mean, probably that's definitely way cooler too. We got to bring back assassinations. Yeah, fuck it. You know, you you fuck somebody, you fuck with somebody's money. You fuck up some weird political, uh, you know, um, agreement that they had involving some sort of land dispute. 
You just get your head lopped off. That's the old way. That's old school. You kill a wife, you get assassinated. Straight up. Straight the fuck up. up. The way it should be. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Um, Thanks uh, to anybody who made it through the first of potentially many um, extremely brainless drivel, just fucking ramblings about the, about this fucking relatively obscure movie. Um, I think we're going to aim to try to get episodes out. What? Like semi-regularly. Yeah. I I'm down to do semi-regularly. I, I don't want this to end up like a, I feel like a good amount of podcasts do where they, they start off strong or like relatively strong and like kind of, I don't know. After like a couple episodes, they're like done. I, I'd like to keep this going because it's, I, I love movies. I love talking about movies with friends and there's so much cool shit out there and there's so much dog shit out there to talk about too. That's also fun. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I'm, I'm very much in the same place. So uh, looking forward, should, should we say what the next episode, what the movie for the next episode is going to be, or should we, should we leave them hanging? Uh, let's give them a hint. Uh, it's got one alien in it, so. Fair enough. Yeah, it does have one. Oh, just one. Simply just has one. one alien in it. All right. Um, cool. Only well, one. Uh, if you made it this far, again, props to you. Thanks for listening. Um, any last words, Dan? Yeah, thanks for checking it out. We'll be back with lots more episodes, in-person ones too. Uh, and it'll, it'll probably get better. Yeah, let's probably hope. Probably get better. <laughs> Thank you. Peace. Yeah, peace.